your relationship with money is your same as your relationship with yourself and other people. It requires effort. And so that's where I would focus is on just really looking at them. Visibility is going to be key to getting any sort of clarity in the long term. You are listening to Bridget Boucher, who is the founder of Financial Unicrowns. When it comes to money, managing it, creating it, she's best known for a soulful approach to optimizing it. In this episode, we break down what you need to pay attention to when it comes to your money and growing and scaling, the secret to faster profit, and the biggest mistake entrepreneurs make when it comes to finances. This episode is for those who want to get insights on what you should look at, how to even expand, when you have limited cash flow, and the tools you need to map out your business for growth and lifestyle. So the question is, how do entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts scale to create a massive business all while having fun and impacting lives? Welcome to The Raquel Show. I'm your host, Raquel Quinette, business coach, real estate entrepreneur, investor, wife, and sports mom. This podcast will give you real quick tips, strategies, tools, and inspire you to help you play bigger in business and in life. Are you ready? Let's grow to the next level. Welcome to The Raquel Show. This show is for entrepreneurs who want to play bigger in business and in life. Today, I have a very special guest who I met in a mastermind, I think almost like two years ago. And we connected during COVID. I'm super impressed with her because she comes from the corporate world. When I first met her, she was a CFO at a large company prior to coming to the mastermind and was one of the youngest, I would say probably if not the youngest CFOs that I had ever met and like, you know, was part of a company, a young leader. And I just love watching her grow. And her energy is so amazing. I mean, nobody really wants to talk about finances unless you're creating revenue and making profit, right? And she makes it so less stressful. It's why they call themselves the financial unicorns or crowns. She is definitely a unicorn in the space. And we even shared an experience of Turks and Caicos, which I will never forget. So welcome to the show, Bridget Bucha. <laughs> Hello. It's so good to see you. It's always lovely to see you. Oh my God. I'm so honored. Number one, that you're on the show because you have so much knowledge and I know we'll only get to a little bit of it today and so many nuggets. I know you will drop for the audience, but I want the, you, them to know who is this powerhouse Bridget and what is it that you do and you're passionate about? Yeah. So Raquel kind of started out that I'm the money person. <laughs> so when you think about money and finance and business, you can think about me. So I am an entrepreneur myself and I basically exist with me and my team, my business partner, Amanda, and we help entrepreneurs, you know, manage their business finances and optimize their business resources so that they can run a really profitable, sustainable mission-driven business, but also live a fuller life. And that is something that we get to do in not just our business, but that we strive to do in our personal lives so that we can then go forward and teach it. So it's been just a really fun journey these last few years, kind of coming into this, this mission and, and watching it come to life and scale and the ripple effect that it's been having. 
Oh, so juicy. I mean, who wouldn't want like a person in their circle that actually will help you optimize some of the resources and create more money and profit? How would you tell somebody if somebody is listening and wants to get started and really, because I think a lot of people that listen to our show are not necessarily newer entrepreneurs, but in their scaling season, and they've usually leveraged it off to somebody else. What should they be paying attention to when it comes to what you just said? Yeah. Yeah. This is a great question. You know, it, it starts with the basics and it kind of builds from there. But I think, you know, I find a lot of entrepreneurs this is common. So if this is you, like, no, you're not alone. A lot of entrepreneurs are creative, right? They're the face of the business. They're the brand. They're the one generating revenue. And there's a lot of pieces that fall on your shoulders, especially as you're scaling. Um, And where I think, you know, I'd like you to focus if numbers aren't your jam, that's okay. But in order to scale, you're going to have to use them to make financial decisions. You're going to have to use them, not just like your standard numbers, your financials, but your operational things like your KPIs or, you know, anything that moves the needle, what gets measured gets changed. So if you're trying to scale your business, if you're trying to change your results, you're really going to have to familiarize yourself with these tools. That's all numbers are, right? They're just a tool. And and your financials just tell you the story of your business. So if you're not happy with the story, then you got to change the activities that will change that story. And so educating yourself, trying to figure out exactly, you know, success leaves clues, we all say, right? So if something works well, double down on that. If it didn't work so well, try something else. And, you know, the only way that you can really get familiar with editing the story is if you're looking at it. So it's got to become a ritual. It's got to become a practice. Oftentimes I hear entrepreneurs, especially early stage, you know, kind of speak about money from a different energetic level. It kind of represents maybe some fear some mystery, sometimes some shame. That's very normal. We all have different money stories from our upbringing or our circles. And and we want to take that conversation and change it to a place of potential and possibility and really something that should be empowering because money is just an energy like anything else. Your relationship with money is your same as your relationship with yourself and other people. It requires effort. And so that's where I would focus is on just really looking at them. Visibility is going to be key to getting any sort of clarity in the long term. I couldn't agree with you anymore is that you've got to look at your numbers. They all share and tell a story and it's feedback data is feedback as we tend to look at, you know, KPIs when it comes to scaling. And you talked about rituals. Mm-hmm. How often would you say at bare minimum, you know, somebody should look at their finances or the story that mm-hmm. is saying? Oh, I love this question too. You know, I think at the beginning, you're going to want to look at them more often. Weekly could be fine. And the reason that I say this is, you know, like it's a, it's a statistic that's always moving, but around 60% of business owners struggle with cash flow management. So if you're in a business where you're launch-based or you might not have recurring revenue or, you know, you're managing inconsistent cash flow. So when I say weekly in the beginning, you really want to get to know the behavior of your cash flow. So a tip that I would give, if you've got a pen, grab it. I would divide your month in a third, a third, and a third, and get to know what's coming in and going out. And I usually do the first third is like the first through the ninth of the month, then the 10th through the 20th, and then the 21st through the end of the month. And the reason that that is so important is like all of us, I remember when I bought my first house and like the mortgage came out on the first, but I didn't get paid till like the fifth. And I always felt behind, right? Like it was, there was like all these different timing differences. And it could be this way for your credit cards, your business credit cards, your payroll, different investment 
commitments, obligations that you have. So when you get to know the behavior of your cash flow, you can start to pull on some of the levers to change that. So you don't feel like everything's coming out in the beginning of the month. And then the revenue is coming in at the end. There are certain things that you can do to help kind of smooth that out, reduce the anxiety that can come with that. And so that's why I like the third, a third, and a third model to be able to look at it and say, okay, what is the behavior of my cash doing? Because I kind of got to tell it where to go or it, it can just disappear just like subscriptions or different things that are coming out automatically. You just want to make sure that those are still valid based on your current goals and not maybe last year's goals, right? Do you still have the systems and support in place to reach the goals that you're, that you're seeking now? Such great advice. And for as long as, and it could be the industry that I've known when people have managed a business or built a business, the cash flow isn't always the same. Mm-hmm. And the revenue isn't always the same from month to month, even week to week. Whether you're in construction, you know, you're always floating, you know, cash flow at some extent because you're making big investments, even in tech companies, like you don't see it all the time unless maybe it's a gym membership. But even that, you're like selling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. selling memberships for the year. So you do have like where January probably has the most. <laughs> And, and then, you know, come March until it's summertime, you know, then they've got that you and that V just yep. as much as all of us in the entrepreneur like space, even doing business online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. The cash flow is going to be key and it's just something that will help you. It builds confidence. It's like anything else is the more you look at it the less scary it can be. Cause a lot of times we make up the end of the story when we don't know it, it's like a human nature thing and it's never in our favor. <laughs> so do yourself a favor and start looking at these things. Cause it's just a point in time. I always say you have to pull the curtain back, look the money monster in the face and then make her prettier over time. Right. It's just a data point. So good. So good. So you talked about like pull the curtain and there's something that you do for your clients that you're known for, which is this money mapping session. Yeah. What that is. I'd love to, you know, have them know what it is and how powerful something like that could be. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, it's not that business owners, they're, they're really in the weeds of the business, right? Like making things happen, passionate, doing all of these things. And Oftentimes what we were hearing is, I don't know what's happening. Like I can't see beyond the week ahead or I can't see beyond the month ahead. I know I need to hire, but I don't know if I can afford it. I'm not sure what I should be putting away for taxes. I'm not sure what my, if I'm pricing profitably. And so these questions come up over and over and over again. And a money mapping session is designed to give you that visibility. And so it's really three part strategy is basically what it is. There's a financial assessment on the front end. And that basically is just where Amanda and I get in and, and look at your financials. Because again, we want to know what's the story? What's the story telling? You could, you could tell a story and your, your finances could tell a different story. And, and we just really need to look at that and kind of see what it's saying. And then we go into an in-person jam session, which is minimum four hours where we pluck you out of your environment. And we really dig in and we say, who's the person behind that business owner? Like what matters to you? What lights you up? Why did you do this? What do you want to make time for? How can we structure your business to scale around the lifestyle that you have been seeking? Because many of us, some of us were entrepreneurs from day one. Some of us left corporate like myself. So once you do that, you, you know, you have this vision in mind and there's a, there's a hustle and there's a grind. I know we kind of use those words 
sparingly sometimes, but there isn't, there is a season of the business that that is required. But as you start to generate revenue and you start to turn profit, it's our job to really help you turn that into more revenue and more profit with visibility. So things like making hiring decisions, who can I afford? When do I pay them? How do I pay myself? Am I paying myself? Cause you'd be surprised that doesn't happen as consistently as as we'd like. And, you know, we want to make sure that the business owner is taken care of. So that strategy session is really designed to pluck out of the environment, think big, create the safe space for, to talk about the shit that you don't need to talk about with other people, or you, you might just not be talking about, because not everybody's privy to your financial information and that's okay, but you need to find somebody that can guide you through that in that season of business. And so during that session, the money map is being built. It's essentially a 12 month forecast with all kinds of fun numbers and metrics in there. And we have a follow-up call after that where we deliver it and we talk about how we can support you going forward. A lot of times that falls out from the session. Maybe it's advisory, CFO, strategy, leadership, bookkeeping, those types of things, because the session is going to identify the roadmap. Now, how do we support you in actually achieving that? And it's different for every business owner. And I can't stress this enough, y'all. Like It's not what we do and what a lot of people offer, you know, it's just, it's not a solution in a box. It's very custom to you. How long have you been in business? Do you have, how big are your goals? Do you have products, service, both? There's a different complexity level. And we want to make sure that you're compliant, that you have visibility, that you have the support that you need, the systems that you need to be able to scale. And so it's a really effective way for us to get to know our business owners, for them to get to know us and for us to collaborate together to create this like monetary vision board, if you will. It's a very exciting thing. I can't explain. It's like part logic, part magic, you know, and that's literally how the feeling is. And, and we're, you know, we're a little bit soulful. You know, one of our prerequisites of working with clients is they have to be on a personal growth journey or they just won't understand what, the, the spin that we have on, you know, how we manage money from a soulful spirited place. That's so exciting. And you hit it on the nose. Is that like it's customized to you? Because when you are looking at finances, when you're looking at how a business operates, and we see this all the time, there's been no two businesses that I've seen scale exactly the same way. There just Mm -hmm. hasn't been. Mm -hmm. And like everybody has the CEOs, the visionaries, they have their own zone of genius and what they're good at. Mm -hmm. And not everybody can be the exact same way. So yeah, I and we wouldn't be honoring them if we yeah. tried to do that. And that's what is such a big part of my message is just honoring yourself throughout this entire journey. Because for so long, if you had a life before entrepreneurship, like I did, or even if you didn't, there was a different version of yourself, even two years ago before the pandemic, right? And we're continuing to evolve. And it's our obligation to look at our lives, look at our success metrics, look at what we feel how we feel about what we're doing and adjust accordingly. You know, we were given kind of a gift with the pandemic with an elimination diet, if you will. Mm-hmm. We got rid mm-hmm. of spending, we got rid of obligations and relationships, commitments, offers, like the world changed. And, you know, I, I hope that we are being good stewards of that time that we are adding back because never before, to my knowledge, has that happened where we've been given that. And yes, it was inconvenient. And yes, it was terrifying. And the uncertainty was anxiety ridden, but at the same time, what a blessing to be able to say, what if I could build this over again? What Mm -hmm. matters to me? Success is more of a feeling. And I believe that when we start to identify it to the emotion, then rather than the number, like I always say, no revenue goals worth your piece. Then we start to be able to say, oh, now I'm building a life I'm really proud of. Love it. So on the flip side, let's like turn the tables a little bit. 
what do you think, you know, cause you've we've said a lot of like why this is important is what do you think the biggest mistakes after seeing and hearing and being in part of so many different groups is mm-hmm. what do you think are the biggest mistake most entrepreneurs make when it comes mm-hmm. to finances or when it comes to looking at their books or when it comes to even strategizing, you know, on how to optimize their business? Yeah, this is a really timely one. So I want everybody to listen up because this is happening with current clients and it's over investing. <laughs> and I mean this, I am a product of a mastermind of several. I, I, I love coaches and mentors and groups and different things like that. I, I am a big believer in it. And I myself have gotten caught up in maybe being in too many at once. But what I'm seeing is there's a couple things where maybe they there is too many different, almost like too many cooks in the kitchen where you might be getting like, you, you know, you want to be able to get the most out of every investment that you make, whether it's a group or a coach or a program or a self-paced. And either you have too many going at once or you have committed to something that's a long-term contract and it's it actually doesn't line up with your goals anymore. So it's kind of just this sunk cost. Example, like you might only have access to something for 12 months, but it, your other side of your business, one of your offers just took off and you've got to be able to like follow that momentum. And as a result of that, you know, it's the right move. But as a result of that, this other one sits idle. So I'm seeing some over-investing and especially when the cash flow doesn't support it. We're dreamers, right? We're doers, we're entrepreneurs. We want to get out there and just like, you know, make an impact on the world. And we get excited. And, and we want to go ahead and do that in the fastest way possible with a big network of community and support and, and a reduced learning curve and masterminds and groups are the way to do that. And we also need to recalibrate every once in a while and give ourselves space to implement, to execute on it, to try and fail forward because you can't make any adjustments until you make those decisions. So if you're constantly like in like consumption mode, you really don't have time to create. And so I say that so lovingly because I'm such a fan of all of these programs, but I also would just ask you to just really look at it and say, how can I make the most of this investment? Because it is a bet on myself. I'm betting on myself. If I get in these rooms, that I'm going to make something happen as a result of that. And if I don't have the time and capacity to do that, then I'm kind of just setting myself up to be squeezed and nobody wants to be squeezed. Oh, so good. You said a couple of like lots of nuggets and like you dropped a lot of bombs there for sure. And I just want to reiterate is like timing capacity. That's like one of our key things to our five C's is capacities when it comes to scaling a business. Because you said it, it's that you can over consume and not go into action, which is it really an investment or is it really an expense at that point? Because you've just spent because you what made you feel good or what you were taught. And I think you you couldn't be any more right if like people over investing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And having different methodologies, different frameworks that could clash when you have multiple coaches. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I say to people when they're scaling is make sure you have the right people. It's just it, it's no different than having a CFO, a tax person. If they're they have different methodologies, that board of directors is not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. right? The way they utilize money may not work if they all clash together. Mm-hmm. That happens in the coaching world when you invest. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. So what would you say are some of the talking about investing are some of the top things that people should actually invest in when it comes to their business? Ooh, see, it's not all about cutting costs, y'all. It's about scaling. And I love this question because that is the whole sign of money being 
abundant of being able to create managed money can multiply. Mm -hmm. So money's a renewable resource. Time is not. So I always am going to be able to say like, you have got to figure out where your time and energy is going as a business owner or as the you know main you know face of the brand, however you describe yourself as an entrepreneur. You have to figure out where your time is going. So I would highly encourage you to look at what is it actually costing you not to do this? So if you were to look at hiring support of some sort, like you need to look at ways to get your time back. And there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can look at hiring, you know, maybe some flexible hiring. I wouldn't recommend full-time right away if you're not ready for it. Try it on for size. Start with a project, build from there. It's going to force you to get your shit together because I remember my first hire was a virtual assistant and I was terrified to be like, oh, here's my mess, you know, but that's literally like you have to get over that ego point. So resources, as far as team goes for things that are either not your jam, not your cup of tea, maybe you don't have time to do it. Maybe you're not doing it at all. Those are going to be really important. I would also look at systems and workflow because minutes are money. So as you have to recreate the wheel or you start to look at things and and these are tasks that are like repeatable. So you're going to want to automate those and systematize those in any way you possible. And we are really fortunate in this season of life where entrepreneurs, we have a lot of access to systems that are, you know, minimal cost that will help make our lives easier, but it's just a matter of kind of putting them all together. I love doing like a systems map. Okay. What am I offering? What touches what, what's automated? Those kinds of, I know Raquel's over there, like nodded. She's like, heck yes. But it's really, really important because it's it's about the systems and support, getting those in place so that you can scale without burning out. I also, as I mentioned, I am a big believer in support and community. Entrepreneurship can be very isolating. So while you might have your systems and support in place, where's the idea machine? Where's the expansive conversations? Whether that is something that happens organically or within your community, or it's a, it's a, a group that you're a part of, Go where the experts are, go where the people are having bigger conversations. My life has dramatically changed since I got into my first mastermind. And as a result of that, it's kind of like, you can't unsee it when you start to have these types of conversations. It's kind of like anything that you do. If you play a sport, you kind of have that connection with people. If you're a parent, you have a connection with, you know, people, businesses are our babies, right? Like they are the things that we bring into this world and, you know, it's really just important that we have people that we can share some ideas with that are actually in it as well. I love my family. I love my husband and I love my friends. They are in my life for a reason. They just might not be to help me scale my business. Right. And that's okay. Like my husband, life partner, not business partner. And I learned that kind of the hard way when I first started my business, I thought it was supposed to be all like, yeah, it's not. You you just have to <laughs> identify that. That was a big aha for both me and him like six years ago. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to be like in this together and he was going to be just excited about all my business as I am. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He just needs yeah, that's, to there's no all in one. You're you're oh. like the role of everything, right? Yeah. You couldn't have said it any better. And I'm smiling at Bridget right now, as we're doing this podcast is because I could so relate. It's like, we at one point thought like our friends, our circle was supposed to be everything, but that's why we hire people. That's why we get into masterminds is because there's certain, they serve a purpose in your world today. So there's one question that I love asking all of our guests on this show. And it is, what does Bridget do to play bigger in business and in life? 
Okay. So I'm going to geek out and go straight up calendar on your ass <laughs> because it, it's multifunctional, right? Like multifunctional, like the calendar, I have everything in the calendar, life, business, work, planning time, all kinds of things, whatever your methodology is, just use your version of however you track your time. A couple of things, like I need to do a calendar review to keep myself in check. Am I keeping my boundaries aligned? Was that a good use of time or was that something that maybe was a one and done and I shouldn't repeat it because I, like many of you can get caught in kind of people pleasing mode or yeah, I was asked to do this. I should probably do this. And maybe it doesn't align with my ultimate goal and I'm getting better at the no muscle. I'm sure you are too. It's just one of those things that we have to learn over time. So the calendar allows me to do something really important. One of my favorite practices is the calendar review. I do it monthly. I do it quarterly. I probably do it again annually. And it's just that I open up the calendar and I get a piece of paper and I draw a line down the center. And on one side, it says energy plus, And on one side, it says energy negative. And every, I go day by day, every event, because they repeat some of the things. So it's not going to take you like days to do this. But it gives me a very visual, intentional analysis of how I'm spending my time. It is the most important resource that we have. It is the non-renewable resource. It is the thing that we can turn into joy. And so I read somewhere, and I I wish I could remember which author it is. I've been doing a lot of reading, but it was like, what if your calendar was just a beautiful depiction of the joy in your life? And it was just like, ah, wow. Like I want, and you know, I want something like that. So I do the review, but I also, as far as playing bigger and, and, you know, I, I make sure that I have something on my calendar that I look forward to, you know, for me, it's travel. It might not be that for everybody else. I love to travel. I love to have a trip, you know? Raquel, you mentioned that we were together in Turks. I mean, it's just still makes me light up like a firecracker to think about the amazingness of that trip. And I have another trip coming up in May that I'm really excited about. Um, (laughs) And I've never been, and I don't know how I've never been until now, but I'm going to spend a couple of weeks over there and you know, my style. So it's part solo, part social. So I like to kind of integrate in. So to me, that's important. But again, success is a feeling. What lights you up? What's important? How are you incorporating that into your calendar so that you can live that life? You're creating the space, even if it's white space to let the magic happen. Yeah. So calendar is a huge thing for me. I would recommend whatever your version of calendar and tracking time is that you do that. And that means also expansive conversations, income producing activities. Like it goes with a business as well right? It's all connected. You're definitely my soul sister. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that white space, that's where the most creativity happens when you can actually get away or think and like not be jam packed back to back because it's like, you're in it, you're in the thick of the weeds and you couldn't have said it better. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, I took this practice on this year on Mondays, like Monday mornings are my flame work. It is Mm -hmm. what I get to evaluate on what lights up my soul, what lights me up. When I look back, it's like, I light the candle. I do all the things. And I look back at my week, at my months of like, and what am I not doing that would light me up? Right. Mm -hmm. So what really, truly, I call it flame work. Um, I wrote that word down because it's just (laughs) so fabulous. (laughs) No joke. I mean, like, look at, I have a candle that says create positive energy for those that are watching, yeah, I think it's the it's been the biggest game changer so far in our business. And like the team respects it because that's when I come in with a lot of creativity. Mm. Coming off of a weekend, because usually Monday mornings, we've always been told that it's got to be stressful and it's got to be jam-packed with meetings. And no, it's actually my time, my me time to think strategically and creatively and who do I want to connect with? Mm. 
It is. You guys, Reclaim Mondays. If you are an entrepreneur, it is your duty to Reclaim Mondays. We used to give them such a bad rap. They are a beautiful time to create. Oh my gosh. You have said so many things and I could jam with it, you for like ever. Where can people connect with you and find you? Yeah, mostly on Instagram at Bridget Boucher. And that's pretty much where I hang out. Any other links are pretty much in there to be able to, you know, find some more info, but a lot of free resources, a lot of, I do a lot of money bombs on, you know, videos and I just started reels. So like when I say I walk the walk, like meaning I don't, I didn't know how to do reels, but I really wanted to, you know, actually that's wrong. I didn't want to learn. I just wanted to get them done. So I hired somebody to help me do them. So again, it's, it's about getting my time back. I still get the creative control. I'm still the face of it, but I hired somebody to actually execute it for me. So if there's something in your business that you feel like will you know, be able to put you out there in a different way, that's an investment example that I can provide that I've just done recently. So go check out my reels. Tell me what you like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. Your reels have been on fire, by the way. Thank so you. thank you so much, Bridget, for being on the show. I appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. I'm so grateful to have met you. And I love seeing your journey and all the things that you have created and all the lives you get to impact, you unicorn. <laughs> have an amazing... I know you guys will listen to this again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode and hanging out with me today. If you're loving the Raquel show and you've gotten value from it for your business or your life, please don't forget to hit the follow button. So you never miss an episode. I'd love to connect with you further. So text me at www.textraquel.com and send me a message. You'll be added to our VIP list for updates and special events we're hosting for our community. I look forward to hanging out with you on the next episode.